Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Autism. I am Michelle Davey and this is my co-host. I am Christelle. Right, today Christelle, we are going to be talking homeschooling. Oh, I hate it. I hate it for myself, (laughs) sorry. For myself, but okay, homeschooling. So who are we talking to today? So Emma is coming on. I speak to Emma quite a lot on Instagram. She's somebody that started following me and... It's strange, isn't it? You sort of build up relationships and friendships with people that you've never met, really. So Emma and I have been chatting for quite a while, actually, on Instagram. And over lockdown, we were talking about, you know, obviously everyone's homeschooling due to lockdown and no school. And Emma has actually took the decision to completely remove her children from school now and homeschool full time. Wow, that's a, that's a big decision to make. Really is. So I'm really interested for Emma to be telling us a little bit more about why she made that decision and, you know, how she feels now and how the children feel about it. Christelle, so it's a definite no from you. You're not doing any homeschooling. No, I'm just not good at it, to be honest with you. Um, I get impatient. Um, I feel like I'm not very understanding. (laughs) You know, I, I feel like with my child or my children, I feel that they want me to spoon feed them every single question and I wonder do you do this in school and I don't (laughs) think so it's just too time consuming for me I can't do the homeschooling plus do everything else that I'm supposed to do effectively that's how I feel about it I do salute anybody who's doing homeschooling you know very well I, I just I failed miserably miserably and my son was dying to go back to school so yeah it's a it's a no no on my part what about you Michelle I don't mind homeschooling. I don't mind it. I wouldn't like to do it full time because for me, I need that, that break, that bit of headspace. That's what I've really missed. A little bit of time out for me. It, that's been the struggle, just not having a couple of hours to myself throughout the day. Like I don't have a lot of people who look after my children. My mum mm. and dad, they're still in London. My husband's mum and dad are in Ireland and all of his family are in Ireland all my family is still in London so I don't have babysitters or anything like that we don't get any time out so when they're at school that is my time out and that is my sort of my downtime is that what the kids say these days Chris I don't know my chill time yeah so that's why I think I won't be able to homeschool but in lockdown like slightly different for me because I was a teacher so I do have that confidence I feel to know what I'm teaching but, and lots of people say that, oh, it must be so easy for you because you're a teacher. Teaching your own children is hell on earth. That is not the it's same a, thing. Give me, give me a class game. of, yeah, give me a class of 30 other people's children. <laughs> I will happily teach them. My two children that are being homeschooled, no, like, no, yeah. that is, that is a um, recipe for disaster. I also think like, what would it be like if my mum and dad homeschooled me? I don't know how I would have coped. How about you? What would you have been like if your mum and dad had homeschooled you, Chris? No, that would have been hell on earth, honestly. Literally, because my dad was so strict anyway. He wouldn't even have allowed us to have break times. I don't think so. (laughs) No, homeschooling all round for me is a no, no, no. Yeah, so I turn into mean mum. And then my husband starts giving me, you know, judgmental looks. You know, it doesn't help when your your partner starts (laughs) judging you. And then I I get more frustrated. (laughs) <laughs> that's like lashing out everyone and my husband will say one thing I'll be like what, what, did you did you decide to teach him maths today did you no okay so less of the input thank you very much but so yeah, my I husband just, would just say to anything like, I could have said oh they I didn't didn't really teach him anything so go I sure they'll be grand and that's all he says like <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter 
he's he's not got an active part in this he just thinks whatever they do is amazing it's been a it's been a journey i ain't gonna lie and i will in a weird way miss them when they go back but i don't know why that's a weird way they are my children but yeah i will kind of miss it (laughs) yeah no i know what you mean i I will miss the family time it's been a nice time you know just being with family because when you know the world was as it was you know and i used to go to work and then everything else i just i did have that mummy guilt you know like oh maybe i'm not spending enough time with them and um, i wish i had more time with them and then lockdown was like well here you go (laughs) yeah no i think i think for a lot of people their lives would have changed a lot and you know like so many different routines and so many different things going on that you know maybe you've changed and you've adapted in a different way let's bring emma on and let's see what what possessed her to that's a word possessed <laughs> what's possessed you emma i'm not gonna ask that i'm gonna say emma how come you're homeschooled but secretly we'll be thinking what possessed you emma let's get her on <laughs> Okay, really excited to welcome into the podcast suite. Don't know why I call it a suite every week. Definitely not a suite. <laughs> Christelle's in her car, for God's sakes. Here is Emma. Hiya, Emma. Hiya. Hi, Emma. Emma, hi. Hello. We are intrigued about what you're going to tell us, but please let us know, first of all, so what's the situation at home? What's your family set up like? Our son is just turned seven. He is still on the assessment pathway for ASD. And then we've got our little girl who is almost five. Yeah, we've kind of been on the pathway for almost two years now. Quite a long time, but we have moved in the process. Moved house, moved area. So we had to start all over again. Oh, wow. I was just going to ask Um, you that. So you start all over again when you move. Yeah. So we'd got through initial kind of assessment, um, waiting for like the speech and language assessment, even though we've got reports from one consultant saying, yes, we're going to investigate further. We've had to completely start all over again. And now we've taken them out of school. That is probably going to throw another spanner in the work because they can't be any school assessment now right Mm. so yeah that's why you've come to speak to us today Mm -hmm. is because you've made the decision lockdown Mm -hmm. came along we was all told you will homeschool your children yeah but emma you've took it a step further you (laughs) are not sending your children back are you no no talk us through that what what's happened I think I had a moment of madness, no. (laughs) Um, So when we started school, it was from kind of reception that we started to notice a lot more change and we were really dealing with some quite aggressive behaviour at home. Like he kept trying to push us down the stairs and quite aggressive towards his little sister. And just things were just progressively getting worse. And everyone's like, you know, they get tired at school. They... They save it all up for you because you're their safe space. And I'm like, I know, but this just doesn't feel typical child behaviour. And we went into the school to speak to them a couple of times from reception age. And it was always the same story. He's fine here. That word fine. Like, he's fine here. I'm really shocked at that. You wouldn't ever know. And we got to the point where we just thought we were being really paranoid. Did kind of settle a little bit. Come year one, year one completely ruined him. He had two teachers in year one. So I think that didn't help. And again, saying the same thing. Oh, you know, I even got told don't read into it. 
lots mm. of children do this lots of children do that I'm like yeah I know but with all of these other things on top of it it does kind of seem like a big deal and they just were having none of it for such a long time and then eventually the Senko intervened and they agreed to start some play therapy and he improved quite a lot during that time how frustrating was that when people were saying to you or oh, don't read into it it's absolutely fine he's fine when he's here how did that make you feel as parents and how did you deal with it you just feel like really paranoid and like a really rubbish parent you're like why am i finding this so hard can i just not handle it and i tried everything different reward chart earning pocket money, taking things away, time out, the naughty step. We tried everything. It just got worse and worse for us to the point where he used to kind of wait to offload until we got home. And it got to the point where he was offloading the second he came out of the door into the playground. What snack have you got? I've got this. Ah, he would just go off on one. I was in fight mode. I was like, this is just not good enough. I know there's something there. We couldn't get any kind of referral from the school because they, as far as they were concerned, he's fine. And the more we looked into it, I was like, this seems to be kind of a reoccurring thing with lots of parents that they mask at school and offload at home and I was like well if it's so common why aren't you doing anything about it why are you overlooking everything I'm telling you as a parent Mm. fast forward to November last year we moved house moved area started a new school that's opened another can of worms we then felt bad for moving schools and what do you mean there like things got worse you know he couldn't cope with the change no well he suffers of anxiety anyway that was the basis of the play therapy the only thing they were prepared to accept was he does show signs of anxiety nail biting not wanting to talk in class wanting to take himself off on his own preferring to have kind of company of the teachers getting upset if he gets anything wrong so the new school they did they were okay they actually referred us themselves into the the process again which was really nice but we just just didn't feel like we were ever going to get the support he needed because he's fine at school and he's very intelligent and he just gets on with it. And so when lockdown came along, I kind of threw myself into it, dreaded it a little bit because school holidays, summer holidays have often been a nightmare. We went with it and then we just started sh- seeing some really positive changes in him and my daughter because she'd started showing signs of anxiety as well and I think a lot of it is what she has to deal with as the sibling she has she puts up with a lot she's very sociable um loves playing with other children whereas he doesn't so I was unsure about her at first and I thought well I'm not pulling one and not the other so yeah we started noticing some really positive changes their sleep improved they were getting really involved in the things I was giving them to do. So I started discussing it with my husband and he was never that keen to start with. He was thinking about me and having that time to myself. And I said, but I can have time to myself when they're older. Like they need me now. They need me to make that decision for them. And he was over the moon to not have to go back to school and it it was don't get me wrong the work comes with stress some days we just throw everything out of the window and go 
we're not doing anything today. What's the process, Emma, though? Like, so what happened? So you made the decision. Yeah. You know, your husband and yourself sat down, you've made this decision. Now, what happens? Like, you go to the school and it's, what, what's the process there? You send just, a I've letter. I've never heard of it, you know. You send them a letter telling them you're removing them, take them off the register, and that's it basically there's a there's a there's a like a structured letter that you should send which is kind of the the legal jargon if you like I sent that and how did that feel like what was as you press I send was terrified <laughs> terrified but I thought you know what if it doesn't work or they ask to go back the school's still going to be there and exactly. at first a lot of it was for me I was worried about yes we were all worried about the virus and lots of parents were really nervous about sending their children back in and I just said to my husband I don't feel comfortable sending them back what if we lock down again what if the school closes again that's not enough consistency for him or for her to be honest and I just said I can offer more consistency at home than potentially is going to happen at school like we don't know what's going to happen over the next 12 months since we've made the decision it is definitely that's it it's it's for the foreseeable and it's going all right I think we're all ready for a bit of a break now (laughs) some holidays now so are you going to take that break and start again in September we're still going at the moment we a little bit less than normal also like the idea of what it can bring as a family having that that freedom to go on holiday whenever we want and not have someone telling me that I'm going to have to pay them to go on holiday and I'm being able to go on days out and things not be as busy because obviously that brings its own issues queuing for things hustle and bustle how do you feel confidence wise with what to teach like is there an actual curriculum you'll be following like how does that work do yeah you so guidelines and is that from the school to. or the government you don't have to follow the curriculum. You're not, you don't have to. There's no law to say that you have to follow it. You just have to prove that you are providing an education, a full-time education that is suitable for their age and ability. So on top of the letter, the local authority school notified the local authority. They contacted me and they wanted some sort of report and what some people refer to as an educational philosophy. <laughs> it's just a report. It's just a letter about how you're going to deliver what you're delivering. So I just outlined everything I I thought I was going to do. Usually they would offer to come and visit. You don't have to see them. You have to kind of provide them with something so they don't have... So what does that look like? Some sort of, like, in terms of, like, SATs testing and things like that, that's all out the window now? Yeah. I mean, Thomas would have loved it because he loves doing quizzes and all stuff like that. So if you put it in that way, he's quite happy to do it most of the time. But and since I've stepped back from it, I'm not at all anti-school and there's every possibility they will go back into the school system at some point. More so my daughter, I don't think he's ever going to voluntarily go back in. You just start seeing a lot more once you take a step back. And I look at how stressful our mornings used to be from the second he got up. Just trying to get him into his uniform, trying to get his shoes on, trying to get... He refused to wear a coat in the winter. And then the stress when he came out of school. I had no quality time with them in the evenings. The weekends were okay. School holidays, nightmare especially the the two-week ones, I think, were the worst because you start settling into a little routine and then they go back again. At least in the summer, you've got a longer longer time frame to kind of have your new normal, your new routine. But Mm. it was just a nightmare. And now 
our mornings are so much more relaxed. They've settled into their own little routine. I'm quite strict still. I'm not, you know, lots mm. of families just go, oh, I'm going to stay in my pyjamas. I'm going to do this. I'm like, no, you're getting dressed because we feel motivated when we're dressed. And we try to sit down to learn at like nine o'clock. We've tried working to times. It doesn't work. Um, so we, I just give them a, their own little timetable for the week with all the stuff I would like them to do. And they work through it each day in whatever order they want. They tick it off as they go along. Kind of encourage them to do it all in the morning if we can. So our afternoons are more fun stuff and free time. And it's going to take a long time to find my feet properly. Mm-hmm. And then moving on to new years, like I'm moving on to year three and year one. So I'm, having, I'm doing lots of prep and organisation for September whether it goes to plan or not we'll see I don't know but you sound confident though Emma you sound like you've got (laughs) you've got things straight in your head (laughs) you're selling it girl you're selling it yeah you sound like a woman on a mission oh I am I'm like (laughs) a dog with a bone I wanted to ask about the social aspect of it because when Mm. I think about the homeschooling um I always think okay my kids are not going to be around other children yeah um are they going to develop the right people skills are they going to be confident to you know speak to their peers um how do you go about that how how are they going to get that social time with other children that's something everyone everyone asks when you say about homeschooling and it it is a concern at the moment because we can't socialize but I mean, T, he's not great at socialising anyway. He had one friend in the two years he was in his old school, his best friend, and it broke his heart when we had to move away from him. He'd made a couple of friends at his new school, but it was more like they were forced to kind of take him along, if you like. He's quite happy in his own company a lot of the time, or with adults, or, or children who are younger than him, actually. So with home ed or home school... There are lots of communities in your area. Some counties have bigger groups. Some counties don't have many people who homeschool. So where we are, we're quite lucky. There is quite a big home ed community. You can meet parents as like one family or they run a bit like when you go to toddler groups when they're younger. You can go to a group and it's like free play. They can go off and choose and do what they want. Some of them are like classes. So they'll run like, a particular science topic or baking and you you can go along and just pay as you go um, oh really so like that's like a community thing like there's, yeah. there's people in your community are doing that yeah yeah and there's local areas as well I've already started chatting to a few mums in the area some of them are new from uh, like me during this lockdown they've made the decision to keep them homeschooling and we're already arranging meetups in like local yeah, country parks and things it's really positive Emma, ain't it it is and I think when you've got children who don't naturally socialize with children their own age the idea that there's going to be different age groups for him to choose who he wants to spend his time with it is it's a really positive thing for me and I think it will be for him as well and you know they can they can get to know each other based on their own um, interests rather than the only thing they've really got in common is their age. I think as they get older in school, there's less playtime. And so yeah. less like socialising is not sitting in a classroom doing work, in my opinion. I think more so when they're younger, in their younger years, absolutely. Reception, they play a lot. But as they're getting older, they're not actually socialising as much. Yeah. And going to the coffee shop and getting them to go and order the drinks that's socializing meeting up with grandparents is socializing so initially it was a concern I was like oh my god they're gonna have 
no friends and they they haven't really here at the moment because we're quite new to the area anyway my daughter's got a little friend actually that she made in reception and I've started to get chatting to that mum anyway before lockdown and she messaged me out of the blue the other week and she's she's deregistering her daughter as well. So oh, wow. my so daughter's made together. up. Yeah, yeah, my daughter's made up that she'll be able to see that girl because they were friends anyway. But yeah, I'm looking forward to being able to get out and about for myself as well. But for yeah. them to then have that socialization and that interaction with so I think that's what's getting hard for them now. They're really struggling as a lot of children are with obviously we've taken them out of the school, so that is lack of school normality. But just everyday life normality, we don't go to soft play, we don't go swimming, we don't take them out for dinner or anything like that. So get, I think that's really starting to get to them. So hopefully as things ease a little bit more, we'll get to meet more families. The homeschool stuff should get up and running again in September. And what will you do, Emma, when it comes to secondary school? So Have you thought that far ahead? Have a little bit. So obviously it's the GCSE thing. So some children don't do GCSEs. And they go on to do really well. I want to push for at least the core, so maths and English. And actually, they can take them in their own time. You have to pay for them. So it does It does come with a cost. We've got years to get prepared for that. And yeah. they can choose when they do them. So some home children, homeschool children might be ready for a GCSE at year, the equivalent to year nine. No one needs 11, 12, however many you've got to do. And that's stress. They cram it all in just so they can answer those questions. And then they, yeah. they pour half of that information away and never use it again. You know, obviously I want them to learn, like master the basics of like maths, maths especially. Like I think English can kind of come a bit more naturally as long as they've got access to books and they're encouraged to write. I'm not too worried about all the jargon that goes with it. You know, I know you said that you have it when they're old. How will you find the time to have some time out to yourself because Mm. you know we know ourselves with an autistic child you know how much that sort of time out is really important so I know you said you'd have that when they're older but realistically how will you gauge that you're gonna have to have some time out aren't you yeah I mean at the minute my husband's still furloughed so he's here a lot if I need it um, I can go out for a walk or go, I'm having my driving lessons. So I go out and do that once a week again now. It is hard and I need to kind of make more of an effort to take myself away. Sometimes when I've had a difficult morning or whatever, I literally just want to lie down and go to sleep. Never mind, go out for a walk. But um, I think I've got to try and start making more time for myself. Go and get some fresh air, take the dog out, try and find something for myself. But at the moment, because it's still so new... And I'm still finding my feet. I'm consumed with the homeschool thing. But that's me. I throw my. I need something to throw myself into. Thank you so much, Emma, coming on Talkton. It's been so interesting, okay. ain't it, Chris? Yeah, it has. And you sound like you've got everything together. And uh, we really wish you the best of luck. You're a braver woman <laughs> than I am, I tell you. I'm good, I'm good at faking it. I haven't got anything together, believe me. I really haven't. I'm, I'm winging it. Keep in I touch. Will. I know you will with me, but let us know and we can keep everyone updated how you're getting on. Yeah, I will. Thanks, Emma. Thank you. <laughs> Right, Christelle, so as Emma sold it to you, are you going to be homeschooling now? I'm not going to be homeschooling, but <laughs> the way she delivered it, it really did make sense. It made sense. It, it seems to really be working for her. 
and her children. So, you know, you can't knock it. Yeah, I think, you know, at the end of the day, you know your kids, you know their family situation, your family situation, should I say. Like, you know what's going to be best for them. And I think you have to do that as a parent. If your gut feeling is actually, my child ain't dealing with school and, you know, we've had this little little taster of what life could be homeschooling then why shouldn't you go for it if that's that's what you want to do in your heart why not yes but it has crossed my mind i will say that to you it has crossed my mind Mm. through lockdown would this be easier but i would be worried about the social aspects with my children and also i suppose my daughter's respite from her brother Mm. that would be my main concern you know every child is different so you know maybe my son might be be okay homeschooled but then i don't know about the others you know they're individual characters aren't they that yeah well that's um correct and michelle i think my son i think he would he'd be picky in terms of i think there's some aspects of the homeschooling he'd like not doing a school run those kind of things but i think after a while he will he he likes to be with his friends so he'd start missing that social aspect of it so yeah i think for me i still am on the going to school side but if you know if you decide to homeschool your children then you know there's no one that can criticize you for it if it's the right decision for you and your family Exactly. I reckon like if, if you used to say to me, like, what's the reason for your homeschooling? 95.5% mm. of it would be that I don't ever want to do the school run again. I hate the school <laughs> run so much. <laughs> I hate it. Run, hate it. What are your kids are in the school run? Are they all right? Oh, my eldest just drags his feet. He just tries to make us late on purpose. It's, Snail. That's what I call mine. Snails. Yeah, in the morning, it's just murder, you know, just trying to get everybody ready. Try, if someone's having the tantrums, someone else might be having a meltdown. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> number one on the list for the uh, positives of homeschooling would be lack of school run. So we'll yeah. keep that on there. We'll keep that on the list. And if we ever go that way, we've already got one on the four side <laughs> of it. <laughs> yeah. Right, Christelle, thanks uh, for a good chat enjoyed tonight yes thank you Misha it's always a pleasure indeed indeed you can find us on Instagram at let's talk <laughs> autism you thought I'd forgot I was saying there didn't you I see <laughs> laughing gonna jump in and on top of my thoughts so let's talk autism on the Instagram let's talk autism podcast on Twitter and Christelle's been blogging you little blogging genius over there you've been blogging in <laughs> here Christelle where can I've we find blogging. your new blog? Yes, I've been blogging. You've been blogging. Uh, you can find me over at Guardians of the Precious on Instagram and Guardians of GP on Twitter and also on Facebook. And you can find me, Charlotte, over at www.cockneyinthecountryside.com. And you can find me on Instagram at the Cockney Blog Girl. Right, that's all. Let's go. Okay.